right, all right, all right. Welcome back, welcome back. You know what time it is. That's right. Another edition of the Fan in the Van podcast. Uh, it's been a few days. I had to take some time off from work as, you know, the old saying goes, if you don't use it, you lose it. So uh, I got to go to the Jet game Sunday, which, you know, wasn't too bad, you know, other than the fact that the Jets lose yet again. You know, well, I shouldn't say yet again, you know, they had a four-game win streak, but, you know, they, they lose in incredible fashion to Bill Belichick, as always. And the one thing I got to say is MetLife is not a bad stadium. My only issue is the fucking seats. I mean, everybody's on top of each other. You literally can't, you can't move. Like, I felt bad. My knee was in this one guy's back for, like, like half the first half. And finally, I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I wound up just taking a seat a little higher up where nobody else was sitting. But all in all, it wasn't a bad game. But we got a lot to get into, obviously. Um, we have the World Series. Okay. Obviously, Houston gets their asses handed to him last night. And Bryce Harper led it off with a freaking two-run bomb. Obviously, he's seen McCullers is tipping his pitches. So he starts telling everybody, hey, look for this, look for this. He does this. He's throwing this. Okay, they could all be secretive. Listen, I'm not a fucking dummy. I know what Bryce Harper was telling them. All right. Um, in game two, though, there comes a lot of controversy. And maybe people are reading too far into this, but yet again... Pictures and videos tell us a different story. And it comes with this framer, whatever his name is, Valdez, the guy with the fucking dreadlocks. And every time he's, he has his thumb rubbing up on his right wrist, never once do you see the umps asking to check him for uh, substance or contraband, or whatever the hell you want to call it. And it leads me to believe that maybe Houston is cheating in some way again. I mean... I wouldn't put it past them. They've cheated before, so why not try it again? You know, maybe it was just Philly's night to not get any hits or not score or whatever it was. Who knows? But the only thing I know is, is that when it comes to Houston, nothing is a shocker anymore. Not a thing. Nothing ever will be a thing. Um, you know, obviously... You know, if you're a Yankee fan, you don't want to see Houston win. If you're a Yankee hater, of course you want to see Houston win. Um, you know, I got I get asked I got asked all day yesterday, you know, who do I want to win the World Series? Well, hello, I'm a Yankee fan. Why would the fuck would I want Houston to win? Houston's a bunch of fucking jerk offs. I don't give a shit. You know, not that any of us really care about the World Series, because some people are like, hey, you know, my team's out. Fuck it. I don't give a shit. But, you know, I'm still gonna watch. I said I wouldn't watch it, but you know, you still want to see what's kind of going on, especially when you do a sports podcast. You kind of got to know what's going on. You just can't just pop on and just, you know, blah, blah, blah the whole time. Um, but we can get more into the World Series later or, you know, later in the week or next week even. Um, but we got to get into, um, you know, everybody's asking me what the Yankee situation is. You know, do I feel Judge gets re-signed? What about Rizzo? You know, and I discussed it at length in the last episode. And what they have to do is find a creative way to get rid of Donaldson and Hicks's contracts. Maybe you package them together and you take a loss and take low-valued pro low prospects and make the other teams eat the rest of, this, the rest of these two contracts. 
or you pay a quarter of the contract or half the contract, something, but these two guys have got to go. They got to go. Um, their main important thing, obviously, is, you know, they got to, you know, they got to address a lot of things. They got a lot of, they got a lot of question marks to answer, you know, and, you know, it's something that we could sit here and discuss, but what's the point? Because we're not even near that point yet of where they could, where, where teams could talk to free agents yet. So we're not even going to discuss it till then. Everybody could sit on Twitter and play internet GM and... You know, don't get me wrong, we're all guilty of doing it, but we're all allowed to put our opinions on what they think they should do. We're not going to sit there and tag, hey, at Brian Cashman, you need to do this, 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 and this. It don't matter because the fam- they haven't listened to the fan base in almost 12, 15 years, so who really gives a flying fuck, all right? But we got to get into the NFL. And we had the deadline come to an end yesterday at 4 o'clock, and a lot of moves happened before. And a lot of moves happened the day of. And in Pittsburgh, you kind of knew this was coming. You, you, some didn't want to see Me, honestly, how do you turn around and not trade Claypool to get a second-round draft pick when he's not even really worth a second-round draft pick based on this year's numbers alone? But that's something where you had to do it. That's a move you 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 honestly had to make there. You know, now you have anywhere between a 40th to a 60th pick, considering the fact you're down a fifth round and a seventh round this year. Um, from, I think, a trade within the draft a year or two ago, I believe. But the drama keeps swirling in Pittsburgh. You know, Kenny Pickett coming out saying, you guys aren't studying enough. And, and that's from a rookie. And I ain't mad at it. I'll be honest with you, people are like, who's Kenny Pickett to say anything? Well, Kenny Pickett wants to be a winner. Kenny Pickett wants to see the Steeler team succeed. And I think deep down, Kenny Pickett wants to tell all the haters, fuck you. I'm the guy who's going to take the reins from Ben. And I'm going to be the guy who gets us to at least two Lombardis. And you could go suck a dick. That's what I think he's feeling underneath it all. Now, obviously, you know, the fan base was pissed yesterday. We said get rid of Canada, not the kid from Canada. Um, But, you know, listen, you got to do what's best for the team. There was one floating out there about trading Cam Hayward. And uh, my buddy Dane on Twitter was actually one who said, listen, if you can get a ton back in return, how do you not entertain it? And Cam's been the one of the pinnacle pieces of this defensive line. And I'll be honest with you, if they were to get, say, two first-rounders and a second for Cam Hayward, I'm doing the deal. As much as I love Cam Hayward, as big of a beast as he's been for Pittsburgh, you know, this, this listen, I told somebody yesterday, what Omar Khan is telling you, this ain't your daddy Steelers no more. It's not. This is not going to be a Steeler organization that you're used to. And... You know, maybe Omar Khan could be the guy that gets the Roonies to, to kind of change what they're used to doing. And maybe Canada does get fired before before or during the bye week. Who knows? Who knows? You know, you had the Ravens obviously improving getting Roquan Smith from Chicago. And that was after um, 
what's his face? The, the other guy, Robert Griffin, whatever his name is, I forget who. Actually, hold on. I could go into my history here and I'll tell you. It's early in the morning. Oh, Robert Quinn going to the Eagles. If the Eagles, <laughs> what the Eagles are telling you is they're, they're, they're in the win now situation. And rightfully so. I mean, <laughs> excuse me. You're, you're seven and oh, okay? And you were seven and zero before you got Robert Quinn. Because let's just say what it. Look, look, for, 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 let's just be honest. You're a Steeler fan. You listen. Did you really think Pittsburgh had a shot against the Eagles? No. And what's funny is that I forget who it was. There was a report yesterday. Oh, there was an article that came out that when the draft that Jalen Hurts was in, that Minka Fitzpatrick was lobbying. For Pittsburgh to draft Jalen Hurts. Tomlin didn't listen. The one time Tomlin should have listened. And it comes back to burn us in the ass. Yeah, Jalen. If, if they drafted Jalen Hurts. Maybe Ben would have retired two years earlier. Who knows? But they didn't draft Jalen Hurts. And Jalen Hurts was there for the taking. But no. I forget who they took in the second round with their pick. But they passed up on Jalen Hurts. And listen. Every team does this in the draft. I mean. The Green Bay in the third round a few years ago could have had Terry McLaurin. And they went a different route. And in the trade deadline for a team like Green Bay, who needs offense more than anything, and you did nothing. Nothing. And yeah, they offered Pittsburgh a second rounder for Chase Claypool, but Omar Khan and the Roonies figured, hey, you know, Chicago's is going to be a better second-round draft pick, even though Green Bay and Chicago both 3-5. and five. But Omar Khan's looking at it like, well, Aaron Rodgers will get it right. So, you know, they'll wind up being a subpar 500 team after Week 18. So, no, we'd rather go with the Bears because what Omar Khan is pretty much telling the Chicago, fa- the Chicago Bear fan base is your team fucking sucks and we fleece the shit out of you. That's what he's telling you. He pretty much went the Kevin Colbert route. And that's why Omar Khan was the rightful successor to Kevin Colbert's GM chair. Okay? People sit there, what's Omar doing? What's Omar doing? Well, what Omar did was he was a seller in one part of the draft and he was a buyer in the other part. William Jackson wasn't happy in Washington. You know, it's either trade me or release me. And Pittsburgh said, oh, you want to go? You want to leave? Okay, come to Pittsburgh. We need secondary help. And not that William Jackson's going to replace friggin' Joe Hayden, but, you know, hey, it's better than nothing at this point. You got, you know, you got the Niners. You know, they trade friggin' Jeff Wilson in Miami. And Miami's only getting better because if they go and they trade for Bradley Chubb, you know, and the, the Niners, they get McCaffrey. And all of a sudden, McCaffrey looks like the McCaffrey of old. So... <laughs> you know, the the one trade that annoyed me in the in this trade deadline, and I don't know why you do this, and Detroit has got to be the dumbest team. If you're going to trade your top tight end, trade him out of the division, not in it, let alone against a team you play twice a year. Now what you're saying is, yeah, TJ Hawkinson, you come to Detroit one game, we go to you another game, and you can fucking tear our asses apart. That's what you're saying. That's what you're saying. But, hey, whatever. 
What do I know? And then the, the then the one that really kind of got people talking, and people like, oh, not a surprise. I wonder if Calvin Ridley bet on this trade. Was Calvin Ridley being traded from Atlanta, from Atlanta to the team he bet on to the team he bet against in the Jacksonville Jaguars? You can make a joke of it, but here's the thing: look at that wide receiving core in Jacksonville. Okay. They're not as good as Calvin Ridley. Let's be honest. If you watch Calvin Ridley in college, he was an animal. If Calvin Ridley gets his head right and his, and, and his mental health correct, and which is what he should be concentrating on, okay, because your mental state comes well before anything else, if he could get all that right, Trevor Lawrence has a legit wide receiver number one, and everybody else is just a wish.com version of a wide receiver. Okay, it's as simple as that. You know, you you know people sitting there about the deadline, and people you know, especially when it comes to well, why would the Bears trade for a wide receiver? You know, they're not going nowhere this year. You realize the Bears, the Bears and the Steelers did each other a favor here. Okay, because apparently Claypool was becoming a distraction behind the scenes from from the rumblings of which I heard. Okay. I don't know how true that is. Maybe it was becoming a juju thing with the TikToks and whatever. I, I Listen, I don't know. I don't know. I don't work for the Steelers. If I did, I still probably wouldn't be able to say anything about it. All right? They did each other a favor in this sense. Pittsburgh now does not have to give Claypool an extension. The Bears do if they want to. And you give Justin Fields that over six foot wide receiver that you could throw it up and he can go get it. Now, does Pittsburgh, is Pittsburgh in a year or two going to regret making this trade? Well, in a year or two, we could come back and discuss it. Same thing with any of these trades. In a year or two, are these teams going to regret certain moves that they made? Again, you have to wait and see what happens in a year or two. The, the Niners getting McCaffrey is great, and now all of a sudden the Niners are, are going to go on a tear, and, you know, they beat the Rams, obviously. But when you look at that NFC West, Geno fucking Smith and the Seahawks? Uh, you, you, <laughs> the, the fact that they beat the Giants, and the Giants kind of showed you something last Sunday. And that's it. They got to six and one before they became six and two. And it was pretty much a smoke and mirror show because they got exposed Sunday. Let's be honest. You're a Giants fan listening. They got exposed. Okay. And the Giants, the fact that they didn't make a deal at the deadline, I understand they wanted Jerry Judy. The price was too high. You know, Joe Sheen didn't want to pay it. Okay. Rightfully so. You know, but you could have went out and got Brandon Cooks. But the issue is with Brandon Cooks is nobody wanted to take the guaranteed $18 million that he's due, I think, next year. And now the Texans have more problems on their hands because now Brandon, Brandon Cooks doesn't show up to practice yesterday. Then Brandon Cooks goes to Twitter and he pretty much says, you know, he pretty much stating he didn't want to fucking be in Houston no more. And everybody wants to play games with his career. You know, and this guy's been passed, passed around more than a hooker on a three-day weekend. Okay, he's been from team to team to team, back to this team, back to that team, new team, back to this team, over here, over there. You know, he's on this team's lap, he's in this team's lap. And 
you know, there was guys all weekend. Ronald Jones in Kansas City wanted his release. They didn't give it to him. Cam Akers wanted to be traded. The Rams didn't trade him. Teams aren't going to trade you just because you ask for it, and they're not going to release you just because you ask. Sometimes you, sometimes the team's going to do what's beneficial to the team. If they're not going to get what they think they can get in return for you, you're stuck. Like now Cam Akers is like, well, maybe this isn't a bad thing now that I stay with the Rams. Who knows? Who knows? But the other thing I talk about is everybody talks about how bad the Steelers are. Okay? They're the worst NFL team. They're the worst. They, they suck. But at least they put up points, unlike the Vegas Raiders. I mean, you look at the Raider, you look at this Vegas Raider team and how much they spent in the offseason in overpaying Derek Carr. You traded for Devontae Adams. Then you gave him an extension. Okay? And the Raiders were supposed to be one of the top teams in the AFC West. Right? Supposed to be the most one of the most feared teams in the AFC West. It was supposed to be this battle, this four-way battle all year. They're all gonna be above 500. And yet it looks like it's Kansas City's friggin' division still. And when this is why. This is why the hiring of Josh McDaniels was the wrong move. Okay? I said it when they made it, and I'll say it again. Josh McDaniels is a great offensive coordinator. He blows as a head coach. He fucking sucks. And if you're a Raiders fan that listens, listen, your team sucks. You could have went and friggin' got friggin', you could have went back into a time capsule and brought back Stabler and Bolitnikoff and fucking Ronnie Lott and this guy and that guy and Tim Brown and Charles Woodson in your secondary and all this, and you'd still suck. Okay? My buddy Brandon, his his baby mama's dad's a huge Raider fan. The Raiders could do no wrong. Well, Dave, guess what? <laughs> the Raiders suck. Derek Carr is garbage. Okay? He's garbage. With all the weapons he has, from... Adams, to Josh Jacobs, to Darren Waller, to Renfro, and even on defense, Max Crosby, and, 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 and this guy, and that guy, and you couldn't beat the fucking Saints? The Saints, with Andy Red Rifle Dalton, who is way past his prime, you couldn't put up a single point against that defense? With those weapons? Devontae Adams has got to be sitting there going, what the fuck did I do? I should have just stayed in Green Bay eating fucking Swiss cheese and fucking having fondue parties or whatever the hell it is he does in Green Bay. Oh, God. Don't come to me and tell me my Steelers suck because at least we put up points. It may not be many, but hey, we don't get fucking shut out at least. I mean, yeah, we got blown out by Philly to be expected. We got blown out by Buffalo to be expected. There's games we should have won that didn't go our way. We should have beat the Patriots. We should have beat the fucking Browns. But we didn't. We we should be going into this bye week a 3-5 and five team, not a 2-6 and six team. But, hey, what do I know? What do I know? You know... <sighs> yeah. Yeah. The Raiders suck. They suck. I don't know how you get it right in, in, in Vegas. I, I don't get it. 
but Derek Carr is not that. Derek Carr can have all these accolades. You know, uh, most game-winning drives in a three-year span and all this and blah, blah, blah. But is that putting Vegas in a playoff spot? Is that getting Vegas to a to you know to a to a Super Bowl? No. It doesn't. So the question that, that remains is who can lead this Raider team to what ownership wants it to get to? Because let's be real, Josh Daniels is not the answer, but yet again, you signed him for on a two-year deal, and you're gonna keep going with this guy. The guy who took over last year, the, 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 the fucking backup, the assistant, whatever his name was, should have been the guy to get the job. That guy had this team playing with more heart, and that was without Devontae Adams. And without Chandler Jones. So what the fuck is friggin' Mark Davis thinking with his soup bowl haircut in Vegas? You saw what Josh Daniels did in Denver. The same thing Belichick does. Cheat. That's the only way that's the only way Josh Josh McDaniels is going to be a winner is if he cheats. That's the only way. Josh McDaniels like Matt Patricia, they are great coordinators. There are some that are just great coordinators that can't convert over to being a, a being the guy. Okay? You look at guys like Parcells, Sean Payton, you know, Rex Ryan. You, you, there's a laundry list of guys that were coordinators that worked under great head coaches. Okay? If you look at the Andy Reid coaching tree, all right, and everybody who, who branched off from that, and they're all successful. So you would think the Belichick tree would be the same. But no, Joe Judge, failure in New York. Josh McDaniels, Failure twice. Matt Patricia, ultimate failure, okay? Those three failed the most under the supposed genius of the NFL in Bill Belichick, okay? And then you look at guys that were under, you know, you know, that were under like Mike Shanahan at one point, you know, like a Sean McVay and a Kyle Shanahan. And even though Kyle Shanahan kind of always had the, the upper hand in it because dad is legendary Mike Shanahan, you know, takes Denver to two Super Bowls. And, you know, so he's always had that in his blood. Same thing with Rex Ryan. Yeah, Rex Ryan didn't get the Jets to a Super Bowl, but he got him close. The Jets were more relevant then with Rex Ryan than they've been in the past decade. Let's be honest. I mean, the Jets are getting there, but the Jets still even have a lot of friggin' drama swirling around them. I mean, now you have have Dan Orlovsky coming out and talking about that Zach Wilson needs to grow up. Dan Orlovsky needs to know where the fuck the... He he needs to know where out of bounds is in the end zone before getting a safety. Shut the fuck up, you miserable prick. Okay? That's what, and not that I'm defending Zach Wilson, because he does have maturing to do, and he's got to learn the game a bit better. He's got to realize this ain't BYU, this ain't the NCAA, and you could just throw it anywhere and somebody's going to catch it. All right? You know, you have, you have a, a wide receiver and Elijah Moore out there. Why he's talking to the media is beyond me. They ask him, how's your chemistry with Zach Wilson? And then the guy throws your quarterback under the bus and says, well, how would I know? I don't get the ball. But he's right. But he's right. 
Should he be throwing his quarterback under the under the bus to, to the media? No, because you know how this New York sports media is. And sports media in general. They're going to rip it to shreds. And it's going to be talked about for weeks and months. So, is Robert Sala, like McDaniels, is he the guy to bring the Jets to where the Jets should be? I don't think Salah's really the guy either. And Zach Wilson definitely is not the quarterback to do it. You know, and people sit there, I don't think Kenny Pickett's the answer in Pittsburgh. It's not a matter of that. Because you could say that because you don't watch Pittsburgh Steelers football, so you don't know the issues going on. Okay, Matt Canada's offense is inept. The play calling is atrocious. The O-line is not what it should be. You know, the defense, obviously, without T.J. Watt, at this point... The way the Steeler season's going, you might as well just let TJ sit out the rest of the year and fully heal. That's what I would do. But TJ Watt's going to want to go out there and be a competitor. So TJ Watt will be back week nine. Well, after week nine. He'll be back for the Saints. And unlike the Raiders, I can predict this. We'll at least score on the Saints. Okay? So, that's that. There's one other thing, though, that I did want to address. I know there was this this thing going on with Kyrie Irving and the Nets and something that Kyrie kind of endorsed in a way, and now he's being an anti-Semite, they're saying, and, you know, now there's a lot of problems in Brooklyn, and, and you know, they fired Steve Nash yesterday. One report says they fired him. Another report says they agreed to part ways. Brooklyn's in a disaster right now with no balls. I, I really haven't read much into this Kyrie thing, and I will. But Brooklyn, again, is, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that in the next episode. I got to read more into this Kyrie thing, and then we could kind of tie it all together. I don't want to sit and start talking about it and not have the full facts in front of me. And then, you know, at least I put this out on Twitter, and then it's, Oh, well, you know, you're wrong on this, you're wrong on this. And not that I can't be wrong. I'm just saying, you know, some people come at you and be like, you're wrong, and then, you know, start their fucking bullshit. And I just really, yeah, yeah, really don't need it. So with that being said, I got to take I gotta take care of some stuff here at work. Um, one thing I could say is I'm happy because the Fan and Van podcast has cracked over 7,000 total plays uh, this week so far. So, um you know, that that's a huge accomplishment as far as I'm concerned. And, uh, you know, it doesn't go without everybody who follows and retweets. Obviously, my guys at 1420 Sports, one of my number one supporters out there. Um, I've seen you guys just put out a new episode. I got to check that out later today. Um, Average Joe Sports Podcast, another guy who's always retweeting and listening. Um, thank you. Um, you know, Level the Playing Field Sports Podcast, another one you guys should be checking out. Another one who follows and listens to me as well. Uh, Sports Bliss with Rob and Chris is another one. Definitely check them out. Uh, you know, Brutally Honest Sports Podcast, another one. Uh, Two Sports Dudes with News, I think it's called, is another good one to check out. Recliner King Sports Podcast, check them out, definitely. Um, Bray White Fan 24 is his Twitter handle. Uh, he does a pro uh, pro wrestling one that covers WWE to AEW to, I guess, all of professional wrestling. So definitely check him out. Everybody else who follows and retweets, I'd be here all day naming everybody. Um, you know, thank you for always retweeting, following, and even taking a listening rating on good pods. 
and everything like that. So with that being said, I'm going to take off. So stay safe. And as always, peace.